Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. The prospect of a test match at the biggest cricket ground in the world and a political rally promises a lot. I'm watching all of Pete Lawler's stuff being posted and it feels like it might be sensory overload pete it's great to catch up <laughs> hey i thought i might be the only man from marrick full of the cricket but but not this week our prime minister mr albanese is going to be here with the indian prime minister god what an event it's shaping up to be jared tell me what are, what are your first impressions of this gargantuan ground oh it's everything that they said it is and more. You just cannot get over the size. But Gideon and I were driving here, riding here in the auto rickshaw uh, before play, yes. Um, and it looms up behind behind a sort of row of sort of uh, old shops, old Indian shops. and uh, It's just the biggest thing I've ever seen. And you pull into the forecourt. I reckon it took us 25 minutes to walk around the stadium to get from one side to the other. You should have seen Todd Murphy's eyes when he came out of the dressing room and someone said to him, long way from a chuka, mate. He said, I certainly am. Someone else said, does it remind you of the MCG? And he said, no, it's bigger than that. It's a 132,000-seat stadium. And not just dressed for cricket by what you've been sending through. it. It's dressed for a political rally. Oh, mate, if you could see what I'm looking at right now. So this stadium used to be formerly the Materia Stadium, has been renamed the Narendra Modi Stadium. Narendra Modi is the Indian Prime Minister, facing an election soon, actually. Um, down at, in front of the site screen at the southern end where uh, is an enormous billboard with our Prime Minister uh, standing behind Mr Modi uh, and a sign that says, celebrating 75 years of friendship through cricket. Above that, there are more billboards with uh, the same same images on them. The seats in all the lower decks are all in that sort of saffron, that Indian Hindu saffron. The upper decks, uh, which are more sort of uh, in a traditional Indian colours, are the most vertiginous seating arrangements I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Send in my copy tomorrow. This would make this would test Tenzing Norway's Norway's uh, nerve, frankly. <laughs> Yeah. I, I couldn't get up there. I, I seriously could not sit in the top top deck of this stand, not not near the back. It's such a steep drop. I don't want to get you into trouble here, but does the word propaganda come to mind? Oh, just a little. I mean, I'm trying to figure out whether this is a uh, a test match or a political event, some sort of uh, rally. Let's not forget that in February 2020, um, Narendra Modi, whose name is on the stadium and on every second auto rickshaw and every billboard in this country, hosted Donald Trump at this stadium. Now, that's a spectacular event. If you haven't seen that, I, I advise you to go to YouTube and have a look. The event was called Namaste Trump, and it was estimated that over 100,000 people were here um, to see 
to see the uh, visiting American president. All of them are, of course, Modi fans. Now, I wrote a story last week, broke the story last week, um, that Australian fans couldn't get tickets to the first day of this event and were most upset. Uh, our newspaper did some digging around in Canberra and we found out that 85,000 seats have been set aside for local families, what's being said, uh, local families and students. Now, uh, you might, I think I'm a little bit more cynical and I think they're probably hand-picked Modi supporters that are going to fill those 85,000 mm -hmm. seats. I can't quite work it out, but there's some suggestion another 30,000 seats have been excluded. I don't know what that's about. But anyway, because... Uh, once the Australian government found out about this and found out the, the Aussie fans couldn't do anything, they've lobbied the Indian government and the BCCI. And over the weekend, some tickets were released for Australian fans, which is a good thing. I mean, you come all this way to see cricket. You should be let in. That is the truth. So is there a chance that the, well, I presume there's a very good chance the world record crowd for a day of test match cricket falls? Yeah. Oh. I never believe the hype, Jared. Okay. I, I don't reckon. They're, they're talking 100,000. I don't know that they'll do that. And I'm not actually sure what the world record is. Do you know? Uh, it's the 91,000 and a few from Boxing oh. Day at the Ashes at the G. Well, well, it could be. And if they're here, they're going to be in for some of it because uh, I think both Prime Ministers are allegedly going to be at the anthem. It's very hard to get a straight answer about any yes. of this stuff. But my contacts are telling me both Prime Ministers will be there for the playing of, an, of the anthem, which is not unusual in Australia, but is unusual in India. You only have a, the anthems at the start of a series in India. And then we watched this morning as a little sort of gold-plated vehicle did a lap of honour with two men standing in the rear seats. Now, we're, we're hearing that presumably those two men are standing in for... Mr. Albanese and Mr. Modi, who are going to do a lap of honour on the morning. Can't guarantee it, but that's what it looks like. There was also an army of people, like a huge pack, who are both the um, advance parties for the Australian and Indian Prime Minister, just to make sure that everything goes tickety-boo. Ted? It's... It's an incredible backdrop for, for a day of cricket. So last year, Australia played cricket while there was a a revolution underway in Sri Lanka and they could feel it and hear it and see it. And now they're going to be party to, to something rather remarkable, obviously in India. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you think about it like the Todd Murphy, a kid from, you know, up on the Murray river who was basically playing in Bendigo a couple of years ago, wasn't he? And he's sort of been dropped into this series, which is make your head spin anyway. Now he's been dropped into this this event, this day of cricket, and with the with the series kind of in the balance, 2-1, it's fascinating. And there is a little bit of cricket news I can let you in on, Jet. The Australians, when the Australians arrived, they couldn't quite work out which pitch is being prepared. Um, word is that there's a 60% chance one pitch will be used, a 40% chance the other pitch will be used, and an outside chance it could be another one. There are three pitches being prepared. And as I look out now, they've all got covers on them. There were reports in the Indian media ahead of the indoor match that exactly the same thing happened. And um, like Goldilocks, the Indian team, the Indian coach comes out and chooses which, which seat's the most comfortable or which porridge is not too hot. 
My, oh my. So Rohit Sharma was protesting that too much is spoken about uh, when pitches are unveiled in India, and then and then they go and do this. Well, what do they expect? What do they expect? Yeah, I have some sympathy. I find myself talking about pitches. I, I find myself going mad talking about pitches in India. I want everyone just to sort of play. Oh, well, it is what it is. Play on it. But there's always a yarn around the pitch. I mean, I've got another story uh, in, t- in the paper today saying the people at the indoor, um, at indoor, the Mara- the Mara- sorry, Madhya Pradesh Cricket Association are saying, it's not our fault, the pitch. We just did what the BCCI told us, which is, that, is actually what happens. But unfortunately, in a situation where the ICC sanctions, sanctions the pitch, it's the local cricket association that cops the sanction and it's in danger of losing test matches. By the way, I, I'm hearing that the BCCI are appealing against that um, poor rating for the pitch. Uh, It was such a smoking gun story, Peters, to read the quotes from the the Times of India in your piece. MPCA has no role in making the pitch. BCCI curators come and they get the direction from BCCI along with the Indian team management. (laughs) You couldn't spell it out more clearly. And how hilarious that you then end up losing the pitch. I mean, losing the test. They've overcooked all three pitches. But as I you know, and, and it's gone against the toss every time, Gerald. I mean, you, you kind of expect in these conditions that that uh, the team that wins the toss wins the match. Well, it's counterintuitive. I mean, it's come, it's come back and bitten them on the behind. Um, it, it's bizarre. But the, the disappointing thing is, is my maths wrong? Have we missed seven out of 15 days cricket because all the matches have ended early? Yeah, so we, we've, had, we've had nine um, each oh, test has gone three sorry. days, so we've missed six days of cricket. And, six and days, portions. yeah, there you go. I'm yeah. hopeless. Hopeless at maths, Jared. sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I better go and fix that story. <laughs> <laughs> How significant does the test match feel, Pete, both for the venue, for the occasion, for the series, and for what Australia's just done in indoor? It's a massive test match. <laughs> it's a test match worthy of this stadium, frankly. Um, look, uh, in India, uh, I'd say it time and time again, I can't re-emphasise it enough, winning a test match in India is like winning a series. Back when Steve Waugh was captain of Australia, he said they wanted to win a series in India because they used to win the odd test match. These days, India have been beaten three times in the past decade at home. So just to win that first one is amazing. The amount of pressure that puts back on the home side it's just next level, particularly given that the, this whole event's been turned into a sort of a, a political rally or a political event. Um, you just wouldn't want to be the Indian team. And you wouldn't want to be making any mistakes in this situation. Like, what are the consequences going to be? Indian politics and Indian cricket are in lockstep. Having said that, I just... I just noted before that Mike Baird was out there in the middle to form a New South Wales Premier, who's now the um, chair of Cricket Australia. Not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> just noting. Just noting. Yes. <laughs> What's victory done to the morale of the Australian team? I think I think it's um, it's been a vindication for them. That's the word that they used, that they came here with certain plans, that people questioned their plans after the second test, said that they needed to, to do this and do, not do that. And they said, and they stuck to their guns. They admitted that, that their own... That, they concede that their only mistake 
was varying from their initial plans. That said, I don't think it was in their initial plans to have Kuhneman and Murphy playing this test match or Travis Head opening or Steve Smith captaining. I think they're all um, obstacles that they've embraced. But the way that they have played these test matches, they've stuck to their guns and they've won a test match. And uh, you can't do much better than that when you come to India. You've embraced all that's been before you, Pete. You are one of the great travellers. I know that firsthand. Um, I don't want to steal any of the thunder from cricket, etc., which has been the most glorious diary. Never mind the the, the cricket days are boring days on your podcast. <laughs> it's, the real action is between test matches. How was the overnight train from indoor to Ahmedabad? Apologies if my voice is a bit croaky. <laughs> I've been in the back of too many auto rickshaws in this country and it's very dusty and smoky. It's done me in. Sound like I've been smoking a pack a day, don't I? <laughs> um, uh, I? Look, I haven't been on an Indian train for 30 years. Uh, it was exactly like I remember, only 30 years older and 30 <laughs> years more run down. A great experience to do it with Gideon. As you know, we're very close mates. Um, yeah. In the past, I never got, I never did it fancy like we did. We were in second class aircon reserve, right? So we had like prison issue, prison issue pillow, prison issue blankets, blanket, prison issue sheets, and a, and and a nice sort of comfy bench to lie on, you know, and some curtains. But we shared, we shared the, uh, we shared our little cabin with uh, two other strangers, which which is just what happens on these things. We're not first class guys, Gideon and I. But uh, in the past, I've done it. I've even travelled on the roof through Rajasthan, mate, when I had long hair. And I've, 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 I've travelled on plenty of third-class trains in this country. It, it is as romantic as you imagine. It, it's just great fun. I just you, you get to see behind the curtain of India. You kind of get to look over the back fence and see what's going on in the villages, and, and, and particularly in the morning as we were, as we were coming into Ahmedabad, and the sun was rising and it's all sort of agricultural areas and, and little villages. The dogs were up and playing. There were monkeys running around. Farmers were getting out in the field. You know, the women were washing the pots and pans. Then later on, the kids were kind of walking the country lanes to school. I mean, it's the full cliche, absolute full cliche. I mean, there's a lot of India now that is, you know, five-star, great roads, air-conditioned comfort best food in the world, VVIP status. But it's just re- it's just reassuring to know that, that that India that I love, you know, that beautiful, colourful, rural India still exists. And it was great to see it from a train, especially with Gideon. So how does this city come to have this big a stadium, Pete? As I was just looking it up and the population is not nearly as big <laughs> as other. I'm just so curious as to how this place has got this spectacle. Really curious, isn't it, Church? Um, did you see where the, where Narendra Modi was born when he was doing the research? <laughs> so one plus one did equal two. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I, look, I, I'm actually that might actually I might be being too cynical there. Maybe this was built before then. But uh, look, this this is a, a centre of political power in India and and naturally in Indian cricket. I'm. I might retract that. Maybe it was built before Modi came into power. In fact, I think it was. But uh, look, it's the home of Modi. It's the home. It's the home of the BJP. Um, and good luck to them. 
good luck to them. They've built, they've built this fantastic metro system that runs to the ground. The economic changes that this Prime Minister has driven have been extraordinary. You know, I've been coming here a long time and India is advancing spectacularly um, and it's been great for a lot of people. The, the middle class has swelled like, like no other middle class in the world. Um, people have got nice cars, people live in nice homes and they're finally getting good roads to drive in. The public trans transport's outstanding. I mean, big tick to big tick to the economy in this place and, and ha it's come on in leaps and, and bounds in the last since I first visited. It's been great to travel vicariously with you, Pete, and then have a few days with you. You found all the right alleyways, all the right little restaurants, all the right trains as it turned out. Are you up for the big finish? God, I tell you what, the petrol tank's empty, but I looked at Gideon just before and I said, it was worth hanging on for this fourth test, wasn't it, mate? He said, yep, this is going to be a ripper. So, yep, I think we'll, I, God willing, we'll get through this one. Pete, great to share it with you. Thanks for sparing a little bit of your time. I look forward to the broadcast come Thursday afternoon. I suspect it will be a day of cricket that will be like unlike any that we have encountered before. Thanks, mate. Wish you were here.